Elohim Tov. God is good all the time, and that's in Hebrew, and we are ready for this message today. Um, what was the name of the movie again, Drea? I'm going to tell them the one we're going to watch. What's that one? The Cokeville Miracle. If you haven't seen that movie, you have to see that movie. That is, that is one of, that is like, uh, remember the time? The, the lady came here that had the book that um, her son went to, her son had died and went to heaven. And then when he came back, um, when, they, when they, they resuscitated him, they told him he had died. And he said, oh, I know I went to heaven. And then he said, this kid was there, right? Mm -hmm. This kid was there and told him his address where his parents Oh, were. I remember that. Remember I remember, that? I remember, the, the, I remember. The, the, the lady came in I and she remember. brought some of the books. And her kid had seen, had seen um, this other kid in heaven. And the kid in heaven told him his address and said, could you go tell my parents that Jesus saved and that I'm in heaven and they need Jesus. And they went to the address and the mother knocked on the door and like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but my son had a, a thing and he went into a coma or he died. And he said, in heaven, he saw your, your kid. Do you have to, a, a kid name? And they, they, they said, yes, but he died like, like six years ago. And he says, well, my son saw him in heaven. He gave us this address and told us to come talk to you about Jesus. Wow. And uh, she brought the book here because I loaned it to somebody. And, she, and, and I loaned it to a lady who had cancer. It was an elderly lady, right? Yeah. That came? Yeah. Right. And I loaned it to a lady who had cancer that I was witnessing to in the metro. And she had cancer. I prayed over her. She read the book, and I came back, and she said, "They said they can't find the cancer. That it was, um, wow. it was like maybe a mistake on the, on the <laughs> false positive." We like, she's like, "No, it was Jesus." Yeah. But anyway, it, it was one of the movies. It was. It's kind of like that, you know. It's kind of like you can't believe how God intervenes and gets into things. Okay. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. I heard you guys in there Bible study. I was like, Lord, these people are all in my all in my message today. Get them out of my message. <laughs> so, um, I just want to I want to tell you this before I really get into the message because um, it's very important that you know exactly where the Lord is head is directing this okay um, I'm the, I was gonna say yesterday but it was actually Friday and the Lord was saying to me that um, the third the third temple is about to disappear from the earth and I'm like the third temple because I know there's been two temples and both of them got destroyed and I'm like, well, they haven't built the third temple yet. And he said, the third temple is the church. And he said, the, the third temple, Israel doesn't know that the temple of God is in the earth already. They're asking for the third temple. And in fact, the third temple that's going to be built, he said, I will have nothing to do with it because I won't live there. 
but the Antichrist will come in there and sit down and claim to the world that he's God. But God said the, the temple that they're going to build, my spirit will not live there. My spirit has lived in three temples. The first one that Moses had built, the second one that Solomon had built, his spirit came down and dwelt inside of the temple. Moses' temple, his spirit came and dwelt inside of the Holy of Holies. And in the church, his spirit comes and dwells in the Holy of Holies, which is our inside of us, in our hearts, right? But the, the temple that they're waiting for, God's like, I have nothing to do with that. But the third temple is about to disappear. And I just wanted to look at that today as far as the temple is concerned. Because we are that temple. We are that temple where God was explaining to me, I live inside of my temple, okay? He had a temple built. And when Moses finished building the temple, it says the Spirit of God came and rested in the Kadosh Kadoshim or the Holy of Holies and he sat there in the Holy of Holies. So God had a tabernacle. What's a tabernacle? A dwelling place on earth that he could be there among his people. Then God had Solomon build a temple and when Solomon finished building the temple, you'll see the Spirit of God came down and, and settled in the Holy of Holies. So God had a place to live on earth that was built for his for him to live in right to be among his people but since there's no physical temple God says that's okay because the church I'm gonna live inside of them because this is my ultimate vision is to live inside of people okay because when you live inside of people you become personal okay so God is living inside of the third temple, but Israel lost two temples. They're about to lose the third one, and they have no idea that the temple of God is already in the earth. So let's get, let's get started. Okay. Um, I, wanted, I wanna tell you guys how this all started, because do, who knows when the temple got destroyed? Who knows when the temple got destroyed? On the 9th of Av, right? Which is around July, okay? Which is in the month of July for us, but it's Av is like Ju Ju July, early part of August is the 9th of Av, okay? Now, the temple got destroyed in the 9th of Av, on the 9th of Av, the first temple that Babylonians destroyed and came in and burned down. It got destroyed on the 9th of Av. Then the next temple they build, when the Romans came in to destroy it, do you think they said, hey, let's wait until the 9th of Av and do it at the same time that the Babylonians destroyed the first temple? Or do you think God said, no, you're going to wait until I give you permission to destroy it because it has to be destroyed on the exact same day as the other temple. Okay, so God made it where both temples were destroyed on the exact same day. Now, somebody was asking me, like, if you had if you got in a car accident on your birthday and then the next month, the next year, you got in a car accident on your birthday. I said the next year I ain't driving, I ain't driving on my birthday. <laughs> 
Well, that's how Israel is. Every, so Israel now has a prayer time. And their prayer time starts um, before, uh, before the night of Av, I think in the month of, let me, let me make sure it's in the month. Yes. So their prayer time starts on the 17th of Tumaz, and it goes all the way to the 9th of Av. They pray for 21 days. You know why? Because they're scared of the 9th of Av. So they pray for 21 days from the 17th of Tumaz to the 9th of Av to make sure that when that day comes that they're in, in line with God and they're not in the wrong place, right? Because there are at least 10 episodes in Jewish history that disasters have happened on the 9th of Av, okay? From, from Hitler to the deciding to uh, um, the final solution on the 9th of Av. Hitler getting uh, uh, inaugurated, 9th of Av. So all of these, them getting kicked out of Spain, uh, Chrysolite, uh, uh, that, that night where they, they destroyed all the, the, the Jewish businesses and kicked all the Jews out of Spain, 9th of Av. So the Jews are very leery of the 9th of Av. And the 9th of Av is coming, so when the, the, the 17th of Tumas comes, they're going, going to a 21-day fast, okay? And I'm going to be praying for Israel in that 21-day fast because they know history and, and we should know history, okay? Because if we are that temple, Israel has lost two and the third temple is still in the earth, okay? So let's go. Let's look at this. Um... I'm the only one that has the notes this time because it's not. What is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's old fashioned. That's back in the old days of S4C. <laughs> okay. So it says here, uh, um, Tishba Av, uh, which is the ninth of Av, is an annual fast in Judaism on which the, the number of disaster, a number of disasters in Jewish history occurred. Primarily the destruction of both temples, one in Babylon in 586 BC, and then the second temple by the Romans in 70 AD. And the Lord said, stick to your study and do what I told you to do. So I am going to do that. Let's go to the book of Exodus. Pastor Ben. They're right there in that front pocket. Yo, you gotta do it. You gotta unzip it though. You gotta un undo it though. There you go. Pastor Ben is smart. He's like, you do it. <laughs> you know your bag. Okay. I apologize for that. That's not professional. Okay. Are you guys in Exodus chapter 25? Exodus chapter 25. I think we're going to start reading... Let's see here. Okay, I'm, go I'm going to start reading this from the, fr from the beginning of Exodus chapter 25. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from each man whose heart prompts him to give. These are 
the, the offerings you are to receive from them, gold and silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet yarn, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skin, uh, dyed in red, uh, red dye, hides of, of, of sea cows, acacia wood, oil. Well, anyway, he wants them to give all of this stuff. They can donate all of this. For what purpose? He says, then, um, verse 8, have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Make the tabernacle in all of its finishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. Because he took Moses up and showed Moses what? The exact pattern of the temple in heaven. And he says, make yours the same way that, that, you, that I show you, okay? Because he wants you to know there's a duality going on here, okay? There is a temple in heaven and there is a temple in the earth, okay? And so God is having him build this temple. Why would God do this though? I mean, God is, is omnipresent, we say, but he says, no, I want to have a place a home where I can dwell in, right, and live amongst my people, okay? Because God is very personal. And that's what we have to understand. First, re first religion in the world is what? What's the first religion in the world? God and Adam. No, there was, there, he had not built a church yet. There was no temples yet. It was just a personal relationship between God and Adam, right? So this is the first relationship, and it's really a shame that God has to do all of this just to get back to, uh, this is what I wanted. I just wanted to live among you and be personal, you know? But God is going through all of this to get us back to, this was always supposed to be me and you, yep. okay? Talking, conversing every day, personal, you got a problem, I got a problem. Let's talk about it, let's get it done, right? That's the way it was supposed to be from the beginning. But with the, the, the invention of religion, okay, they have, they're trying to draw us away from that so that we think that church is the answer and not personal relationship. One of the Jewish guys I heard talking this past week, he said um, he grew up in a, a Jewish home and he said, you know what? I saw a movie about Jesus and it made me believe in Jesus. So he said, I wanted to go to a, a messianic church to see how, you know, what they do there. And he said, everybody he kept talking to kept talking about their personal relationship, with, their personal relationship. He's like, we never heard that in Judaism. We don't have a personal relationship. God is God and we're here. And, you know, and he says, but as he got to know them and as they explained Christianity to him and then he started hearing from the voice of God while he was doing things, God would tell him, don't do this, do that, don't. It, it became so personal. He started, he said, I started saying it. Well, I'm in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And he said he told his, his Jewish parents that and they go, oh my God, get him a psychologist. And they made him go see a psychologist. Because we don't, they, no one understands that when, when Christians say, well, you know, the Lord told me the other day. To us, we sound like, well, you know, we just, Jesus lives in us, we're personal. We just think of it that way. But to them, it sounds like they're some nuts.
They're like walking around saying God's talking to them all the time, right? And he does all the time, every little thing, issue after issue, right? I didn't like the way you did that. You should go back and apologize. We'd be like, this. when I first got saved, the boy said, you, you, you need to break up with your girlfriend. I was like, who is that? Telling me to break up with my girlfriend. You're getting too personal. You know what I mean? But God is very personal. And we have to understand why he wants to dwell with us. Okay. Now, <clears throat> let's go to 2 Kings chapter 25, verse 8. Second Kings chapter 25 verse 8. I have to stick to this Bible study because God says somebody needs it. Amen. Okay. Now, in chapter 25 of Second King, Nebuchadnezzar has already went and captured all of Israel. They're all in Babylon. Except there's a small group of Jews that he has allowed to stay in Jerusalem under a vassal king and say, you can rule over these people and you'll be my voice here as long as you obey what Babylon tells you to do. You can rule over your small little group here in Jerusalem. Okay, so the king stays there. But then in the 19th year, the king started getting kind of uppity. Start saying, I don't know why we got to do what Babylon tells us to do. You know what I mean? I'm the king here. And then, so the king of, of Babylon said, Nebuchadnezzar says, take the army, go besiege the place, encircle it, and because we're about to destroy the whole place and, and bring the rest of them out of there. You okay? So it says here, it says, on the seventh day um, of the fifth month, in the 19th year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, commander of the imperial guard, an official of the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He set fire to the temple of the Lord, the royal place, and all the house at Jerusalem. Every important building he burnt down. The whole Babylonian army, under the commander of the imperial guard, broke down the wall around Jerusalem. So the first temple is now destroyed and the people of God are in all in exile in Babylon, okay? Now, they stay in Babylon for 70 years because God says in 70 years, I'm gonna bring you back. I'm gonna bring you out, right? This is where Cyrus comes in. And so let's go look at Daniel chapter 9. The, I want you to see one very important thing here because everyone thinks that Jesus is the first one to prophesy that um, the temple was going to be destroyed. But actually it's prophesied in Daniel chapter 9. So let's look at this. You guys, you guys there? Okay. Now, it says here in verse 24, 77s are decreed for your people and for your holy city. 
Who's he talking to? Daniel. Who's his people? Israel. What's his holy city? Jerusalem. So he's talking to Daniel about his people. And he says, 77s are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish transgressions, to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring an everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision of the prophecy and to anoint the Kadosh Kadoshim. The last thing he says is the Spirit of God is going to come live in the temple in the Holy of Holies. That's the last fulfillment of the prophecy. So God is saying a temple is going to be built again and I am going to come and dwell inside of that temple at the very end, okay? Now, let's, let's go to the next verse. 